Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com and Draft.com, where if you use the promo code BOXES, you will get a free entry to your first draft. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Oh, Mike, it's a great day. Is it a great day? Is well, that true? I, did, I didn't have any fun guys on this team to talk about, so I, I just had to oh my gosh. standard, is it a great day? Tyler, we got we gotta we gotta get the people excited. I was so hoping they'd bring back Ty Lawson. Oh my god! Just because that seems like the wizard. You're, that seems like a wizard's move, doesn't it? Oh my god! You're on timeout. Dude, um, no, you stop talking about. No one cares about Ty Lawson. One thing about that was that the craziest like signing you've ever seen. They signed no. him like, literally the day before the playoffs started. Well, that was a little weird. That was the weirdest. Like the weirdest. That's what I mean. I when I. Said craziest. I meant like the weirdest thing. Like I've never seen a team do that. Like the day before the playoffs are about to start, they're like, "Yeah, we we'll think we'll have you and play you minutes in this series." Yeah, we need we need this guy, <laughs> right? And, and like it wasn't like Ty Lawson wasn't sitting out there for a couple months. He played in China, but then like he was just chilling there for like a month. I I just hope Ty Lawson is sober. That's all I hope. I just hope so. That's a real. That's not a joke. That's a real statement. I hope Ty Lawson beats his demons. He he deserves it. I feel um, like he, there was a hot minute there where he was really exciting. There was a, he had a good start, and I, I think you know the drink got to him. Uh, but I understand that the drink got to me too. And uh, if you haven't noticed, we are talking about the Washington Wizards in this team uh, preview. We are knocking out all of the NBA teams, all thirty of the NBA teams previews before the start of the season going over what's new and what we're excited about in each uh, for each one of these teams but also if you like what we're doing and you want to support us check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes uh, subscribe to be one of our patreons and get exclusive content that you can only get as a patreon member and you can get entry to tyler's super secret dynasty league what's secret about it because I don't, I don't know any of the rules tyler Oh, all right. Well, I'm. I'll give them to you, Mike. I suppose. Just send them to me. Don't send them to anybody else. All right, fair. All right, let's talk about these Washington Wizards. Uh, they signed one of the greatest centers of the, uh, 2004, Dwight Howard. Did they Along- sign him? Yeah, he was a free agent, wasn't he? I think you're smoking again, Mike. Or was he traded from uh, the Charlotte? Drink, the drink got to you again. He was one of, he was one of nine, nine Timothy Mosgoff trades, man. Get with it. Oh, Timothy Mosgoff. I love that guy. Um, you're right. We, we got our we got our obligatory Timothy Mosgoff reference. And- yeah, wait, wait till we got that one down. Check mark that off. If you're listening at home, you can drink. Uh, and then once I mention how much I hate um gar foreman and and john paxton you can drink again there you go um you're right i i apologize dwight howard so he got traded trade. to the nets and he got waived and then he got signed with washington. and he got signed with washington yeah a little complicated but it doesn't matter he is on the washington wizards along with jeff green for some reason uh also another trade marcin gortat and mike scott are out straight to the clippers gaining austin rivers on the washington wizards an interesting uh, signing we're going to talk about him soon they did claim thomas bryant for some reason and drafted troy brown and 
Isuf Senon with the 44th pick. How is that pronunciation, Tyler? Um, it was there. Isuf Senon. It's, pro- it's probably said a little bit more eloquently if uh, you know how it's pronounced. Um, Tyler, what I guess what fantasy storyline for the Washington Wizards are you most interested in going into the next season? Fantasy storyline for the Wizards am I most interested in? Man, that's a good question. Um, so this is not a super interesting team, right? I think we kind of know who's going to start for them. Yeah, they're not interesting in the in the NBA sense, and they're not interesting in the fantasy sense. We, You kind of know this team is running it back. Well, and they, they actually did make the bench a little bit better, right? Like we talked last year about them, like their bench options being – kind of real bad and yeah i think it was uh sanaraski was like the only dude kind of producing and he came out of nowhere right and and so now like off the bench right they're gonna have a couple guys right austin rivers jeff green actually played relatively well last year you know i mean kelly Oubre is probably gonna be coming off that bench either him or markeith morris so they're gonna have some decent bench pieces so i mean i guess that's a, a positive um, I don't really think there's any super interesting thing. Well, you as know, well as this team, right? I like, never, I never thought I would say this, but I'm interested in Dwight Howard and John Wall. I don't think Dwight Howard's ever played with a point guard as good as John Wall, and I don't think John Wall has ever played with a center as good as Dwight Howard. Now, are they? In their primes, I guess you could say John Wall should be in his prime. Dwight Howard is not in his prime, but Dwight Howard had a really pretty good season last year, both fantasy and in real NBA. Um, to me, like that's like the only interesting notch here that that because everything else is a team that's running it back. Yeah, and man, Dwight Howard's gonna be tough one to peg right he always is and he has been for years right he had kind of a big boost up last year right like he had two seasons in a row where he averaged basically 13 and a half points and then he was up to 16 and a half last year um the block shot back up you know what i mean he was begging the rebounds like always man i don't know i don't know what what to think about the what i mean i know what i'm thinking about the white and it's probably that i'm not going to own him because a 32 year old Dwight Howard doesn't sound that sexy to me no and i never play in and i never play in uh, i only i mostly play in a roto league so i never own him even when he was actually a top tier player but john wall's not a guy i'm afraid of and if john wall slips because the narrative was john wall had a bad season last year even though it was sort of yeah, a little bit down for him, but it really wasn't that bad. Um, John Wall is definitely a guy I'm looking at in the second round, and if I can get him in the late second round, I'm pretty happy with that. Um, yeah, I mean, John Wall definitely had a down year last year, and I think that will scare people a little bit away. So putting John putting Wall. odds on someone who could average ten assists a game. How many guys are you putting over John Wall? Two, three? Mm, probably three. Yeah, right. So, um, and and that might not even be that high for me, right? Because Harden and, and Curry eat into each other a little bit. Yeah, Westbrook. You mean uh, you mean Paul? Yes, 
I don't know why I said Curry. That was my bad. Yes, um, Curry on the brain. Uh, obviously Westbrook, you'd, you'd peg those odds ahead of him, but yep. he's probably the only safe, safe bet. Yeah, there's not a lot of guys who get assists anymore either. There's not a lot of uh, double-digit assist guys in the league, if if you know, if any. And John Wall is rare when it comes to that. He still has that uh, incredible ability. And now you're talking about putting him with a center who can grab lobs, who will be in the right position, who does have decent hands. And that makes John Wall better, and that makes Dwight Howard better. I think that picture narrative, too, may drop the value a little bit of John Wall. John Wall averaged over a block a game last year, too. Do you think that is a thing? That's crazy. Um, He's always been a decent block per game point guard. Uh, that's always been kind of a, a a skill of his, but do I think he's going to average a block per game next year? I don't think so. I wouldn't be surprised though if it's yeah. somewhere in the point seven, point eight range though. I mean, like if you look back through the years, right? One point one, point six, point eight, point six, half, point eight, point nine. Like it's pretty strong for a, a point guard, a true point guard. Oh yeah, he's always had um, him and and Dwayne Wade have always had very good blocks for their position and. um that is one of the, I guess, the big benefits uh, of having John Wall. I just think both John Wall and Dwight Howard are are punt strategy type of pickups. I, it, wherever they're drafted, usually, is always a little too high for me. Um, oh, simply, now, simply, come on, yeah, Mike, always. Okay, yeah. Dwight, Dwight Howard, I'll buy because, like, especially in head to head, right, which is really the only time you want Dwight Howard. Like sometimes I'll see Dwight Howard go in like the second or third round, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's didn't dumb. you kind of eat all the value of Dwight Howard? Like the value of Dwight Howard is getting a guy for your punt build in the fourth yeah. round. That's and now granted, Dwight Howard, if you punt free throws, just free throws last year, he was the 33rd ranked player on uh, per game on averages. Yeah, but that's the third round pick, right? If you're picking him in the yeah. third round, you're not getting that's any value. A, that. That's a late third round, early fourth round pick. So. John Wall, I'll take you to task on because here, here's the reality for me. Okay, you can have John Wall, or you can have Kyrie Irving. Uh, toss up. Give me John Wall, man, all day, okay. every day. You um, can have him. You can have John Wall, or you can have Paul George. Paul George. Okay, I'll buy that one. Ben Simmons or John Wall? Hmm. I Michael Ben Simmons. And Ben Simmons mm. is, is kind of a punt guy too, right? Yeah. He's threes. He's not gonna. So like that's kind of a strategy you're making. Um, I'll I'll give you that one though. But like hey, hey. guys like Draymond Green or John Wall. Okay, John Wall. Now okay, you're starting to talk. Like Victor Oladipo or John Wall. Ooh. I'm going John Wall. I'm going Victor. Uh, I'm in a roto league. That's gonna be a toss up. I think I might go Victor Oladipo. And this is why. Like I'm often in roto leagues, so. My view of John Wall is different than probably a lot of other people who look at him from the sense of I'm uh, I'm in a punting strategy. I don't care about his field goal or free throw. I don't care about his turnovers. I'm punting that crap. I don't care. John yeah, Wall also like his three point shooting is not like at one point was fine, but now in today's league everybody makes uh, one and a half three pointers. So like, all right, cool, great. His rebounds aren't super elite. They're fine for a point guard. They're very good. And I often see John Wall get picked at the beginning of the second round, sometimes at the end of the first round over the last three seasons. 
And to me, that that's just that blood is that's too much. That's too high. But that's not going to happen this year. I don't think. I'm with you. This might be the year that I own John Wall. That's what. That's my point. Okay, and I'll I'll buy that in years past. But he's not the sexy name anymore, right? Like Ben Simmons is the sexy name. Victor Oladipo is the sexy name. Yeah. Right. Paul George, Jimmy Butler, those guys probably go over him, right? Someone like, ooh, I want a piece of the Warriors. I'm going Draymond Green, right? Like, now you're talking John Wall in the late second round. Now you're talking like if you can get John Wall 10, where I want him. Ten assists and those steal numbers in the late second round, sign this guy up. Yeah, and actually that might be the more interesting story this year is um, is – how how is the community at large feeling about John Wall's fantasy value? Because I I think I'm with you. I think there is going to be a a significant drop in his value uh, across the board. Now I haven't looked at any of the major site rankings yet because I often don't. And as you know, as you said, Tyler, in a previous episode, you probably shouldn't look at those until closer to the season. Yeah, right. A lot of times they change a lot and. Um, yeah, so I, I think John Wall is probably maybe the most interesting in the sense that he could be a value. And we're always looking for ways to get value, and it, it could be there. And listen, man, if I can get – if I have a 12-team league, John Wall slips to, like, the turn, right? So you, you get the first pick, and then you're on the turn again. And John Wall and someone else right in that range can be your second and third players. Chris Middleton. Yeah, if you can go back-to-back. Right? So you get like an Anthony Davis, a James Harden, and then you come back with John Wall and Chris Middleton. Like that's ooh, nice. That's sounding like a pretty sexy team, right that's, there. That me. is sounding like a team that I'd like to draft. Sounds like a very good team. Let's talk about the rest of these Washington Wizards. Um, the other two standard league, uh, always standard league relevant players are Bradley Beal and Otto Porter. Uh, both of them have really are, are younger, but have come into their own. Bradley Beal really has improved steadily every year, which has been, um, I was to me was a surprise because I was out on Bradley Beal for getting in, drastically injured all the time early in his career when I was like, this guy's going to be good. And of course, once he stopped getting injured, he was really good and I never drafted him. So Bradley Beal, 25 years old. Finished uh, um, in the top, uh, let's see, per totals, finished at 21st in totals because he played all 82 games, um, 38th per game. Really kind of um, a, uh, improved his, his rebounding and assist totals last over last year, which bumped him up. Do you, do you think Bradley Beal is someone who's, who's trending up? Or uh, someone who's like, you know, this seems like a plateau for, for Bradley Beal now. I don't think he's trending up, if I'm being honest. I think he's – I think we know what he is now. If you could improve on the margins, though, and he, he did prove that uh, he was able to improve on the margins, uh, getting that extra rebound, extra assist a game, um, that, those little bits – really matter when you start talking about that that third tier when you start talking about guys who are going to go in the in the in the third or fourth round a lot of them are very interchangeable and anyone who can even just slightly improve um 
is a little bit better than the guy who's just staying stagnant. I'll give you that. But at that point, aren't you kind of building your team, right? Like you're, you're finally, you got a couple players, right? And you're finally starting to say, okay, this is where I'm kind of taking shape of my team. And when I'm doing that, and especially in a head-to-head league, right? Because uh, uh, the percentages help Bradley Beal a lot. I'm always just kind of more into somebody else than Bradley Beal. And here's another real reason why, right? A very similar player to him, Clay Thompson. I'm always yeah. kind of Clay Thompson over Bradley Beal. Yeah, I'm, I'd rather have uh, – they're very similar players. I'd rather have the guy who's going to hit three three-pointers a game, Clay Thompson, than Bradley Beal. So don't get me wrong. Like Bradley Beal's perfect in that kind of third-round range. But at the same time, like I'm never really, I I I don't know that I've ever really owned Bradley Beal. Let, let me let me throw let me throw a few names out there at you: Bradley Beal or CJ McCollum. Give me Beal. Very very similar players. Um, I and and this is kind of my, and actually this goes right to my point. A year ago, maybe two years ago, I think that that answer would have been switched. But because Bradley Beal improved on the margins, because he got that extra assist, because he got that extra rebound, he was better than CJ McCollum last year. All right, let me throw another name. Uh, Bradley Beal or Gary Harris? Well, you're going to make me sweat this one out, aren't you, Mike? Yeah, I certainly am. So, Gary Harris and Bradley Beal are real similar guys. Your boy, Gary. I think I'd rather have Bradley Beal for the points, right? And we'll, we'll talk about the scarcity of points if, if you want. No. Right? Like, not that many guys are getting 20 points a game. And, yeah, 20 points a game is a big deal. Right, and I don't see Gary Harris taking a step forward to get to that plateau, and Bradley Beal is a safe, like, 22 points a game. So I'll probably head in that direction. There. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a bit of a toss-up for me. I think in a Roto League, if I'm already good on points, it's Gary Harris, but Bradley Beal – um, is still interesting to me. All right, Bradley Beal or Donovan Mitchell? Now that one's tough. And Mitchell, and we'll talk about this quite a bit probably when we get to Utah. We, we've talked about this before, right? Some guys do something in their rookie year that is their best season ever. Some guys, their rookie year is their worst season ever. Yeah. Okay. My point is going to be, I don't think we know exactly what Donovan Mitchell is. We have one data point to go up. I, I feel a little bit more confident about Donovan Mitchell than you do. I think he is a legit um, score baller. I think he's got it. You know, like you, you could, he was in the playoffs. Oh, and, and Donovan Mitchell looked amazing. Okay. Yeah. And Donovan Mitchell is a safe. Score, I think, right? But like, is but, he as good last year as he will be this year? That's a but, that's a legit question. That's a good question. Well, and and here we go. He played thirty three minutes a game. Okay, they're getting Rubio back hopefully, and he stays healthy a little bit more and and plays a little bit more. Here's another reality too. Like he got one and a half steals a game, which boosted his value a lot last season. What if he's only a one steal a game guy? I'm not saying this guy's not a good player because that's one, a that's real- only a one data point. You're right. Right. I'm saying in real life, he's a real good player, man. This guy, man, he gets he gets out on the court, and he's a baller, man. He's a scorer. He's going to score big points. He's going to shoot 
you know, a bunch of threes. He's going to do all that stuff. But around the margins, we really don't know what to expect for this guy as far as rebounds, assists, steals. And if those steals drop to like one a game, man, that's a big hit to his value. So give me somebody a little safer in that range in Bradley Beal. So I'm going to give you, Bra- I'm going to give you Bradley Beal. But like, and that's maybe kind of a counter opinion to some other people, right? Some other people are saying, oh, Donovan Mitchell is definitely going to be better this year. Okay. We don't, know, we don't know that, right? Yeah. We don't, we don't, he, he certainly could be. But, but that, that, we certainly don't know that. Bradley Beal could get hurt this year. We right. certainly don't know that. Right. And, and you know, that's a narrative, right? But there's no real basis behind that other than Donovan Mitchell's young. Right? Like, him that's being it. better and getting more of this, more of that. Like, I mean, if you look at Mark's projections, right? Mark projected him to play more minutes, average 22 points a game, average four rebounds, average four assists. Things you're he talking about do Donovan Mitchell or are you talking yeah, about Bradley? about Donovan Mitchell. Things he didn't do last year, right? Mark projected him to basically make a step forward across the board, including playing more minutes. I don't know if that happens or not, man. I, I just don't know. Man. I think, I think that's, I think that's, that's a fair point. Uh, but I think going back to Bradley Beal, when you look at the guys I just mentioned, Gary Harris, CJ McCollum, Donovan Mitchell, you are talking about the margins. And you made a pretty good point. Bradley Beal has proven that he increased his margin. He's a solid player. He's consistent. And you can rely on him. And I think a lot of people might not think that about Bradley Beal when you throw names like Gary Harris, CJ McCollum, and Donovan Mitchell in the mix. They're all pretty close to being the, uh, the same player. If you're building your team, all of those guys will be pretty decent pickups. Yeah, he's not sexy, right? He's not. Bradley Bill's not a super sexy name, but the guy, uh, Mark has him in his projections for nine cat. They ha- he has Bradley Bill ranked ahead of all those guys. Um, so if, he, if Bradley Bill's doing everything right across the board, he is technically, by that extra margin, a better player than those players. Yeah, and I think we see that unless some of these guys take a bigger step forward than Bradley Beal, right? Definitely. Let's talk about the other uh, senior league player on this team. Kind of a very decisive fantasy player, um, Otto Porter. A lot of people love to hate Otto Porter. A lot of people hate to love Otto Porter. That's true. Uh, I did not just. I did not just. That is one hundred percent true. That's fact. That's fact. You can't argue with facts. You cannot argue with facts at all. Um, I don't want. I don't want to love Otto Porter, but as a roto league player, you learn to really love this guy. I mean, he does. He has less than a turnover a game. His percentages are insanely good. He's done it multiple years. He gets you those 15 points, the six, you know, like the a decent amount of rebounds for his position, very good steals, hits a couple threes. You know, he, he gets you a half a block, which is fine. Um, and, you know, if he could just get those assists up, which I don't think he is going to, but um, he would be even more elite. But it's simply because he does everything. Just right. And he's a you know he's a top forty player. Here's the crazy thing I I always seem to find in my leagues about Otto Porter. He's underrated in head to head, but overrated in roto leagues. 
Like, when I play in a Roto League, man, some guys are picking this guy, like, in the second round. Yeah, but, like, I can't terribly blame them. He played 77 games last year and finished 14th overall in totals. Okay. And That's I, the second year in a row he's finished 14th overall in totals. And I I get that, right? Like, he, the, the no turnovers really help. I mean, he actually had a career high in turnovers at one per game. Oh, yeah, he's falling off, man. Um, which is insane, right? One per game playing that amount of minutes. Like, it's, it's great. It seems impossible. Um, but I always feel like you're – like, if you're picking him in the second round, like, that's not enough points – like, if, at least if you get Draymond Green, right, you're getting a ton of rebounds and a ton of assists. Like, for him, I, I just feel like he's hurting your team in the second round. I, I know you're not the, you're not getting a discount on Otto Porter right. taking him in the second round. That's literally his ceiling. Right. That, like, the numbers may come out to say he's the 14th best player, but what the numbers are missing, I think, and this something's really hard to calculate using numbers, is, like, everybody else got a guy who scored 20 points a game. Yeah, you got a or seven assists uh, per night, or you know they they got Oladipo, they got um you know let's just let's just let's just take a look. Kyrie Irving, they got Jimmy Butler, they got uh, Paul George, right? And you got and you got Otto Porter. Now, like I said, Otto Porter, fourteenth overall. That's a very very good point that you make. That you're you are missing out on one player that can get you over 20 points a game. Um, and which it's hard to make that up though. It's really hard because there's yeah. in the next round, there's not that many guys that score 20 points a game. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't, I would not be drafting Otto Porter in the second round. I think that's, that's pretty absurd, even though he does finish as a, as a top 15 player in totals for Roto leagues. And then here's the crazy thing though. You get in a head to head league and everyone's like, Ugh. Oh God, this guy doesn't do anything right. Two assists, sex, and he drops. Yeah, and like, dude, I've seen this guy last in like pick fifty, pick sixty, right? And it's like, well, come on now, out of Porter, someone's got to pick out of Porter, right? But like, yeah. he doesn't fit a lot of like punt strategies because he's a good across the board guy. And so if you're punting something, right, that drops his value, and drops his value, and drops his value, and so he's just a really divisive player, I guess. Um, I don't really expect much of a step forward from him either. Right? Like, I think he's going to play 32 minutes. I think he's going to do, like, four yeah. points, like, one and a half steals, half a block, 6.4 rebounds each of the last two seasons, which is just weird. He's not going to do that. It's going to be six and a half. He's going to get that one extra tenth, I'm calling it. Like, man, it's it's hard to quantify out of Porter, right? Um, I, I'm still a firm believer that you know if you're if he's around in the 50-60th pick in a in a head-to-head league, I don't give a shit if he doesn't fit your punt strategy. The dude gets you stats across the board. Over time, he is going to help your team. Like, even if you are punting, like if you're punting assists, then he fits. Like if he, like even if he's going to get you a good percentage, like who cares if he gives you a good percentage, if you're punting percentages, if he's just going to add up those stats over time. I, I get why he falls though. I mean, there's always a sexier name maybe, right? Like, Oh, I could have a, a point guard who's going to get me big assists like Jeff Teague or 
Ricky Rubio, right? And then like yeah. okay, there's a round, and then ooh, maybe Luka Doncic is available in the next round, right? And like I'm getting this guy and I'm getting that guy. So I get why he falls, but at the same time, like people are just missing out on some good value. Especially people that aren't um as wise, I guess, as as, as fantasy wise as they should be. Yeah. And he's boring. Like and his stat lines are super, super boring. And you know, even when one of those guys misses time, right? Like we saw John Wall miss a lot of time last year, like Otto Porter's still kinda Otto Porter. <laughs> Yeah, he it's not like stood like, in the corner and hit corner threes and did up and did out of Porter stuff. Right, and and that's another point I, I kind of want to make with out of Porter is like he is what he is. Like I don't see any like crazy ceiling, but there's no crazy low floor either. Yeah, he's gonna be right in that general like sit like he's a very high floor, low ceiling player. He's gonna we know what he's gonna be. Yeah, I, I worry sometimes about Otto Porter. I think, and I, I don't think I should because, like, you, I think you just summed it up pretty nicely. That he's like a super rich man's Danny Green, where like if he suddenly for if Otto Porter suddenly forgot how to shoot, like the entire thing, he's like a deck, you know, like a house of cards. He just completely fall apart if if Otto Porter was suddenly shooting like thirty nine percent, you would just realize, oh, he the his game really isn't that good, and then everything would drop like 10%. And if, if he drops 10% across the board, he might be like the 110th best like fantasy player. But since everything everything is so good and so above average, he is in that in that top 20. They should give this guy more three-pointers too. He is literally one of the best three-point shooters in the league. Yeah, shoot more threes, damn it. Because I'm going to draft you. Um is there anyone else on this team standard league relevant? Mar- uh, Mar- Marcus Morris. Sorry, Mar- is it Mark Keefe or Marcus? I always forget which one's which. Keefe. Ah, oh, the Queef. Mark and Austin he's Rivers. Back, he's back end standard. Mark Keefe's back end standard league relevant, I think. I mean, we know what we know what Mark Keefe Morris is by now. As long as he gets 26 minutes, he's probably. I mean, Marcin Gortat's 25 minutes need to be filled up somewhere. They got Ian Mahimi and Jeff Green up there, too. I would argue they have less center minutes available, right? Because Dwight Howard's probably going to play more than Gortat did. Sure. Um, That's true. So I I could see – I mean, he played 27 a game last year. He was relatively standardly relevant. He might lose a little bit on that. Uh, Mark has him for 26 minutes a game. And even in 26 minutes a game, he's the 126th ranked player. So I just think he's right. He's kind of a back end standard league guy. Not a yeah. lot of upside there. Like he's probably not going to play that many minutes, barring a Dwight Howard injury or like they just tell him to get lost. Like he's probably just hit. And he's a guy who probably churn and burn a little bit on the waiver wire. Like, ooh, this hot pickup's here. I'm going to drop Markeith. Ooh, I'm going to pick Markeith back up. Yeah, I think him and, and Kelly Oubre uh, play very similar roles going into this year. Uh, there might be a little less minutes for Kelly Oubre, perhaps. Um, but, uh, like, Kelly Oubre occasionally gets exciting because you're like, oh, he could be, like, basically a better auto porter. And then it turns out he's really not a better auto porter at all. Um, I don't know if he'll lose some minutes to Austin Rivers out there or if Austin Rivers is going to take a lot of uh, Sanaraski's minutes. I know um, Sandrowski came in and played very, very well while John Wall was out. And I think, you know, that, that ship has sailed. 
that's pretty much over with. He might be a good deep league pickup in case there is another injury there, or if he does get, you know, 15, 16 minutes a game, he could be worth something. Uh, but let's talk about Austin Rivers. Well, he did like, a giant step forward, right? And yeah. it was kind of out of nowhere. He right? had a very good season. Yeah, he had 15 points a game. 1.2 steals, 4 assists. Like, kind of out of nowhere, he was real good. But he's kind of real bad for fantasy, especially Roto. His percentages. Yeah. He's not ideal. And, in fact, I've always – I mean, I hate Austin Rivers with but passion. He, here's the thing, though. Okay, If he plays kind of the backup point guard and can get you four, four and a half, five assists, right? Like, he got four assists a game in 33 minutes. Like, if he gets the ball in his hands a little bit more and can get a few more assists, like, if he can get three, three and a half assists, like, mm. that, that could make him streamable if he's getting you, like, 12 points, like, three, three and a half assists. Well, they, they need to a steal. Uh, they need a backup point guard on that team, but like, is Austin Rivers a point guard? And in my opinion, he's not. Like, he's always looking for his own shot. Well, he's... that's he's going to be the the Jamal Crawford yeah. type, like kind of six man guy, where he's out there doing Jamal Crawford things, like balling. Yeah, except for with uh, less style and step backs and crossovers, well, and yeah, the, less the... and one threes, like. Let's 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 not let's not compare Austin Rivers Jamal Crawford when Jamal Crawford was actually a pretty decent NBA player and Austin Rivers just jacks shots but, all the time. No, I'm not comparing those two. I guess I'm basically <laughs> saying I, what I think you're is that, that role. Yeah, I know what you're they saying. They want him to be that type yeah. of guy, right? Like he comes in off the bench, right? He's gonna play some with Bradley but Beal. I thought in fantasy ball. in the fantasy world, Jamal Crawford playing 26, 27 minutes a game was relevant and i just i don't think austin rivers is going to be relevant within 26 27 minutes again i think he'll be streamable in this sense right like we've seen it like there's less there's schedules a little more spread out now a lot of nights there's less games right sure so if you're needing 10 or 12 points and a couple assists and pretty close to a steal you know what I mean? Like, he's going to be streamable on some nights just because there's not going to be any better options for what you need. Yeah, that that is possible. Like, you, if you're looking for some uh, someone who could just score, like, off the bench, suddenly Plus, score 18, right, 20 like, points, that could happen. And if John Wall misses some time again, yeah, I, I like, think who who are they going to start? Like, that's that's the that's kind of a crazy thought for me. I, I, I think they would rather have Sandoransky. Like, I really do, because, like, Austin Rivers is not going to be looking for Bradley Beal. He's not going to be looking for Otto Porter. He's just going to be jacking shots. I don't know, man. I think they soured on him. Like, I, I Sandoransky finally did get some minutes last year only because John Wall was hurt. But, like, I don't know. They just never seemed super big on, like, playing him any – I mean, Sandoransky played – Dude, John solid Wall, minutes. I don't. I mean, I don't know what. John Wall missed how many games last year? A ton, right? And Sadoransky still only averaged twenty two and a half minutes a game. Well, like, I don't think they want him to be a point guard either. So that's what I mean. Like, it's a tough decision on who's going to start if John Wall doesn't. I mean, Sadoransky, when John Wall was out, was averaging close to, I think, close to thirty. Yeah, but we, who was there else to play? That's true. Not a, not a soul. Right, there was no there was no Austin Rivers to compete with last year, right? It was like Ramon Sessions and 
I mean, name another Freddie guard they had. Ty Lawson. Well, no, they didn't have him till the playoffs. I know. Um, that's fair. I think Austin Rivers would be good in in deeper leagues. I'm I'm avoiding him in standard leagues. You're, streaming is probably where he'll end up, but like I, I I don't even know if he'll get that far. I'm I hate Austin Rivers with a passion. I just thought Austin Rivers took a surprising step forward. So I got my eye on what kind of role he's going to have, I guess, is my point. And I'm with you 100% that he could not even be streamable. Right? Like there's a, there's a situation in life where if things aren't breaking right for Austin Rivers and they, they are favoring Sadoransky, right, that Rivers is nothing. That's true. It's it's definitely possible. Uh, is there anyone else on this team, any maybe deep league guys or guys you want to keep an eye on that we have not talked about? Not really, right? Like, I mean, we saw Jeff Green get a ton of minutes in Cleveland, and yeah, you know, like, it wasn't fantasy yeah. relevant. Like, like who? Who? I mean, who else is really going to even get any playing time this year? Um, Troy Brown's just—I mean, the only other guy that I'll even mention, right? Rookie. Um, if I'm in a startup dynasty league, I think this guy's got some interesting potential. Um, and you—he's not a sexy name. You might be able to like snag him at the end of like an auction for like a buck or two and stash him away in, in a, you know, if he's got a big bench, he's probably not going to play a ton this year, but in a couple of years he could be something. And he could be the kind of Kelly Oubre replacement, right? Like if they move on from Kelly Oubre at the end of his rookie contract, um, he could move into kind of that role and get those minutes. So, yeah, um, I don't but- ever think he's going to be like, if you're in a, like a standard dynasty league, like 10 team, 12 team, I don't ever think he's going to be super relevant in those leagues. Like he's going to be maybe a top 100 player, like in the back end maybe. at his best. Yeah. But um, that's kind of like a ceiling for him, I think. Um, but if you're in a deeper one, right, like 16 team dynasty league, like he could be real useful in a couple seasons. So he could be worth a stash for a buck at the end of a draft. Yeah, there you go. Um, Troy Brown, why not in the, some of those big leagues? And I actually, Ian, uh, Ian Mahimi. He's like, if Dwight Howard goes down, he's gonna get minutes. Like, dude, he's a Mark Roberts favorite. Ian Mahimi is not bad in extended minutes, uh, fantasy wise. Like, he's he's not good, but he'll get you some rebounds and a block and a steal. Like, that's cool. I'm into that. Um, like I said, when, like if that's a dollar in a super deep league, great. Okay, cool. When they hated on. Marcin Gortat all last season and Mahimi never got to play because of injury and all that. That that just was disappointing to me. It seemed like yeah. everybody was hating on Gortat and then like they still weren't playing Mahimi a ton. So yeah, I just really don't know. I'm not sure why. So maybe you know uh, it's over for Mahimi in Washington. Um, I think that's it for for the Wiz. Uh, we will be doing the rest of our NBA preview series throughout the upcoming weeks. If you have any feedback, questions you want answered, or uh, just general questions about fantasy basketball, feel free to tweet at us at WatchTheBoxes, that's me, or Tyler at Tyler P. Watts, that's W-A-T-T-S, under Watts. And if you want to support the show, rate and review us. That always helps, no matter what podcast listening device you're using. Uh, Rate and review gets people to hear about the podcast and we appreciate that. If you know other people who are into fancy basketball, tell them about the podcast. I know this might give you a slight edge in your, probably a huge edge in most of your fancy leagues, but uh, we would appreciate it if you could spread the word 
And if you want to really support the show, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Um, our subscribers will get um, exclusive content in the lead up to the, to the season. We will also be uh, signing people up to our dynasty Tyler's dynasty league, uh, which is still a secret. We'll find out more details in the future. Um, our other listener leagues. And if you really want uh, access to the watching the boxes podcast crew, uh, we will also have for certain subscribers, a back channel on Slack where you can uh, talk with other fancy basketball uh, listeners of the podcast. And we'll be doing a monthly Q and a for people who subscribe to our Patreon patreon.com slash watching the boxes so please go check that out uh tyler you got anything else no man that's it beautiful we will see you all soon for our next team have a good night everybody